0: Welcome. How are you, Mike? Yeah, man! We're
1: back at it!
0: Are you sure? Because I, I, I found my
1: instructions from a new welder. I'm about to start
0: reading the instructions. Yeah, if you wanted to just start welding, and I could do the show with that in the background, actually. Perfect. Could be. Pay attention! The cable connection polarity. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was... I've had a rough day, dude. First of all, I started this morning almost late for work because Podbean failing to connect when I uh, tried to upload the... Episode this morning, so I was fumbling with that. I like signed up to a new pod service to like try and get it out, and then I sent it to myself, and then did it through my phone. Eventually, at work, it was a horrifying morning, and of course, it all led up to horrible traffic. We had another random, insane storm breeze through right when I left from work, so uh, we had hail and thunderstorms and tornado warnings blasting through the air. Uh, as I'm cruising through the slowest traffic I've ever cruised through here in Colorado. And then, sure enough, here we go to start the show. Technical difficulties galore, my man. You're talking to a guy who lives in Chicago,
1: who just brought NASCAR in. You want to talk about traffic, Frank? You really want to talk about traffic? Yo, is that this week? It is, right? I'm pretty sure I... (laughs) <laughs> bro, guys, I or guys, I'm in school. with, Their work just—they didn't work today. There's guys who have five-day weekends because their work just said we're not—we can't get material. Wow. To the jobs to the job site, dude. They sh- I'm, when I when I say they shut down Chicago, bro. There is no way you can go north to south or east to west or anywhere in between fast. They have literally <laughs> every single road at some point is either under construction closed for some gay pride festival or it's half a downtown to shut down for NASCAR.
0: Yeah. I can't believe they decided to do NASCAR in the same week. They thought let's fly in the POTUS to make a bunch of speeches.
1: Oh my God. And then fucking Joe Biden comes to talk about it. <laughs> you know, they shut down every road he drives on for
0: like an hour. Oh, they had to clean up the crime and homeless man. Like, Of course, dude, <laughs> you got to just pick those well, bodies. They gave, up. The, they gave the homeless new tents.
1: So it looks better. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. Yeah, Chicago's in a rough spot this weekend. Is the race happening like the this weekend or tomorrow, or what's the deal with this NASCAR oh, thing? Oh, I don't even
1: know. It's supposed to happen Sunday, I think, but if it rains or something, they're going to go Monday.
0: <laughs> I guess so. I, I good know. thing you're not doing it in Denver, Colorado, man. It's been endless rain here, and uh, I, I got to say, Mike, I, I've been wanting to bring this up. Uh, I'm obsessed with the chemtrails. Two weeks, no planes, no chemtrails, I have to say. I was shocked. And Michael, uh, you have been on the receiving end of my insane, enraged rantings post-show a lot of the times on the telephone when we're uh, recapping, where I just kind of lose my absolute mind talking about the uh, covering of the sky, the endless rain, and what was the one thing you had always asked me to do? Well, come to the middle, right? You're on the extreme. Come to the middle, have an idea there, and uh, you were right. And I was too extreme, and uh, I did a little research, and I am correct. I know about them chem trailing and spraying the skies, and uh, pumping up the storms. And I, I think you were right, and I was a little exaggeratory with the fact that they were creating rain. I think there just happened to be a system that they exploited for a few weeks in June, uh, and I believe that my theory now with the chemtrails is quite sound, which is if, if you go and check out the websites of the private companies who do this stuff, and if you look at some of the bills that have been passed or debated upon in uh, Congress, uh, one of the major talking points is they stop the program once there is major flooding. And sure enough, three weeks into this uh, chemtrailing, geoengineering, storm creation s- thing that went on here in Colorado. We had immense destructive flooding. And right when that started, the, the plane stopped flying overhead. So I take back my theories on saying this is World Economic Forum. They're blocking the sun to make us all go psychotic and kill each other and, and drain our energy sources. I do believe that they were genuinely doing the chemtrails to create rain, to boost the water in our, uh, you know, dried up uh, water systems. And once they hit the point where they felt satisfied that they had, uh, you know, done a good deed, I think they stopped. They called the program off. So I I feel like I found a middle zone with it where, you know what I'm saying? I don't think it's this extreme Klaus Schwab, everyone's in cahoots. I I think it's just contracts signed between companies and the government and they do it to the point where they've made enough money and we're flooding. Okay. Let's dial it back till next season.
1: Maybe. I, I still think you're giving them too much credit. but
0: Well, I have, I have found the websites of these companies. That guy that I was emailing with, his company very know, explicitly you're, you're... said, once we start creating too much rainwater and it's flooding too much, that's when we cease the programs. And they actually have contracts signed with the government where they have to stop when they flood. So I, 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 I that, feel yeah. like they, they, they ceased it when the flood stopped.
1: All of that is you're operating under the assumption that what they're doing is actually working.
0: I think it's working, man. We uh, are we are officially out of the 100 year drought we were in. It's official, and we had uh, more rain today on top of the five and a half inches of rain (laughs) that we had for June.
1: I think the don't you hear hear yourself? You had a hundred year drought, now you're having record rain. Like, yeah, that's how that's how it works. (laughs) You don't get snow for like four years in Chicago, and then you just get
0: bombarded with blizzards. So I just complimented you. I said you were right. And you're like, nah,
2: you're wrong <laughs> still. Let me <laughs> oh, Let uh, poo welcome, welcome,
1: welcome to the middle. But I mean, I still think you're giving them a little too much credit.
0: Yeah, but no, I'm giving them the credit that I've literally researched and conversed with people who work for the companies. I have I've gained right, this information. All of your,
1: now all of the things you're saying is all yeah. presuming
3: that they... Was that just playing? What's that? Was my music playing?
0: I didn't hear anything, my man. Uh, That's weird. That's not good. I'm telling you, I'm I'm in the middle. I'm not in the extreme. And I'm saying that I I don't think it's some diabolical scheme to murder us all. I, I believe genuinely these are companies making a good amount of money. They're boosting revenue into Colorado by, you know, Raising the water levels, you get people coming to vacation and raft, and then in the snow season, we had incredible business for the snow season in the ski territory. So I, I see now from your perspective, not from my own, which my own was this is evil and you know this dominion on us all, I'm seeing it more from the light of this is business and money's being made and they're acting within reason. And I still hate it. I'm still pissed about it. I do not like the chemtrailing. I do not like the cloud seeding. But I do feel like I've now witnessed in real time the program, what they have uh, played out for us. Nice. So to all my chemtrail fans (laughs) out there, the people with their eyes on the skies, I'm still with you, my brothers. We're in this fight together. We need to still keep making people aware of what's going on, because I do think it's not right to be a uh, playing god on any level. I don't think we have a right uh, as humans to interfere with the, uh, you know, the systems in the sky.
1: Yeah. We definitely don't know the
0: long-term consequence. Well, we don't, and I was thinking today, uh, it's humid here, man. It, like, legit humid. It has been all month. Insanely humid. It p- he had record rain record rain and uh everybody is discussing the humidity and then you were talking about how dry and hot it is in chicago correct
1: yeah you guys took our rain
0: we took your rain and we took it from texas as well have you seen they have like 105 or something heat index they're all baking in the sun down there or 120 i can't remember what it was
1: so I, I it's always hot in Texas, man.
0: Uh, like every year, the the Democrats discover summer. So here's uh, my take on all of this. Now I'm gonna wrap this all up, and you're gonna love it, uh, or actually, you'll hate it, but the listeners will love it. <laughs> you you are hating everything I'm talking about here. So we're gonna keep going, and uh, they've created rain, unprecedented moisture here in Colorado, and they have. Uh, created heat and dryness in places that are usually very moist. And also I've as a result of this I remember being back in Illinois, man, the mosquitoes absolutely insane. Uh you know, anywhere in the Midwest, mosquitoes are rough. Down in Florida, I'm not too familiar, but I can only assume when you go into humid places, right? You get mosquitoes. I know that there are a lot of mosquitoes down in Texas. And here, man, the mosquitoes. Out of control. Like I was outside watering uh, the plants last night and I had swarms, armies of mosquitoes literally covering my body. It was insane. And That's because of the
1: record rain.
0: There you go. And then I started to put it all together. We got the record rain, got the humidity, got the mosquitoes. This all means Bill Gates.
2: Calling malaria a medical emergency, the CDC says the cases were hundreds of miles apart. Four in Florida and one in Texas. No evidence to suggest they're related. But what they do have in common is no link to travel abroad. The last time malaria was transmitted locally in the U.S. was 2003. Tonight the CDC says mosquito surveillance and control have been implemented. Malaria isn't contagious. But the parasite that causes it is transmitted by certain mosquitoes. Physicians are not going to be thinking about malaria in someone who has not traveled. If the fevers persist and if they can't find another cause, it should be considered. Fever, chills, headaches, and fatigue are the most common symptoms. The recent cases were Plasmodium vivax, the less severe form. And while the CDC considers the risk of locally transmitted malaria low in the U.S., it warns of increased danger with the rise in international travel this summer, and many doctors worry climate change could make things worse. Yeah, warm temperatures are important uh, for the mosquito population and will give rise to a larger population. Tonight, the CDC urging a plan for rapid access to IV artisanate, the first-line treatment for severe malaria and limiting mosquito bites by covering up using repellent and draining standing water which serves as breeding grounds the latest patients all reportedly recovering but tonight the cdc wanting everyone from physicians to the public to pay attention
0: all right so we had record rainfall and then following the rainfall we had record heat we were hitting the 90s 100 almost one day right all of a sudden now mosquitoes galore and do you know who has a mosquito farm Bill
1: Gates. What do you mean a mosquito farm?
0: Bill Gates has a mosquito farm. He owns one where they test mosquitoes. And do you think I'm making this up or come you know this this may sound like it's coming from some conspiracy theory corner of the dark web. Oh no, you could go to gatesnotes.com that's the blog of Bill Gates where Bill Gates blogs his nefarious activities worldwide and uh couple of years ago he was talking about how uh, he's running a place called mosquito city where they're testing the effects of using gmos to change the composition of these mosquitoes so that they don't spread what's the word what's the word oh yeah malaria that's right and now all of a sudden we have malaria popping up in mosquitoes in the united states hmm so, I have a theory. So, so well, yeah,
1: I can't wait. What's your conspiracy on this one? <laughs>
0: There's going to be a malaria outbreak in America, and it's coming from Bill Gates' mosquito farm.
1: Hmm. It escaped from the lab?
0: Well, no, they bred them, and Bill Gates released earlier this year, last year, I believe his uh, Bill, and McGates, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, they, they cut like a new malaria vaccine recently. I'm almost certain. You got your computer up? uh, You're not even going to research it, are you? (laughs) Uh, Sorry, I had to go turn the fucking phone off. (laughs) Figured
1: that was a good time while you're rambling about Bill Gates. So you think he's releasing mosquitoes on
0: purpose, or this is a... You walked away when I explained it. That's incredible. So, uh... Bill Gates released, I believe, information or news came out that he and his organization just cut a vaccine that fights malaria recently.
1: Okay, but is he releasing these mosquitoes? or Yes, he has. Uh, or, is this just, or is it like they're lying about people actually having malaria?
0: I don't know. I'm just saying. I think it's funny and interesting. The guy has a mosquito farm. He's done blogs where he talks about fighting malaria. And then he cuts a new vaccine for malaria. And now all of a sudden we got malaria showing up for the first time in 20 years in America. Mm. All right. This is great. Great stuff, folks. Riveting. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm kind of questioning. How do you even know these people really have malaria?
0: I'm just saying it's a fascinating coincidence and an uh, interesting string of events to lead along, and I do believe Bill Gates is behind pushing and trying to get any type of disease to go through America so we get everybody back in the masks, everybody back in their homes, and uh, everybody working remotely from home.
1: They're really trying with the masks and this fire
0: they really are uh so i guess we'll we'll, like, we'll it, move it, forward i folks i have uh i have let mike down so far for the first 20 minutes here uh on the show <laughs> he has been completely uh, dude, uninterested talking in about rain
1: in colorado caused malaria in texas and that's bill gates like dude a little little little
0: stretchy there you know i'm saying a little, stre- little far little far-fetched okay <laughs> it's amazing folks Look, Mike, I'm not trying to connect everything together. I'm just saying it's an interesting series of events all playing together, all of these things. It's interesting to look at, kind of fascinating, kind of like, hmm, coincidence? I don't know,
1: right? Where's Bill Gates' mosquito farm?
0: He has one in South America, and then he has another one he talks about in this blog uh, from a couple years ago. I can't remember exactly where this mosquito city is. Somewhere in Africa, I believe and uh just a lot of interesting stuff hey my point being and we're gonna leave it there because i know you're (laughs) highly uninterested anytime bill gates is involved with anything with medicine or diseases these diseases pop up and then we got to use his medication that he gets money off of to you know save everybody's lives so heads up folks that's all i'm saying malaria is on the docket for the next year i guarantee it and on top of it we're gonna have to use masks right well, maybe not for the malaria. They say it's not too spreadable, but the masks are back. How so? Well, I've been saying this for a long time, and I think I'm very right on this one. We'll, I'm sure I'll pull a meh out of Mike, no doubt about it, but uh, <laughs> I've been saying since COVID that the next lockdowns, the next COVID, if you will, will be climate change. They're going to mess with our lives with climate change they're gonna lock us down make us wear masks make us work from home sell our cars give up our guns all of it man just because of climate change how do i know this is true well they keep reinforcing it and if you're in the east coast or chicago like mike well i apparently you can't be uh you can't breathe right now is that right dude
1: dude, all the reporters have masks on
0: (laughs) yes they do and uh, I watched several several news clips about what was unfolding out there, and a um, lot of shots of people on the street wearing masks, and uh, it's, it's coming back, man. We're, we're back in it. Let's get, a, let's get the low down. Uh,
1: it's just the same idiots that fell for COVID. Like, the ones that really fell
0: for it. All right, I'm going to introduce a word to you. It's called, yes. And you need to be like, yes, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying?
3: No. Here we go. We turn now to the air quality emergency from the Canadian wildfires tonight, growing here in the U.S. At least 20 states and several major cities included, from Detroit to Chicago to Pittsburgh, 100 million Americans on alert now. Look at the images today. President Biden's helicopter arriving in Chicago, still the worst air quality in the world today being measured in Chicago. Detroit, a close second, the skyline hidden in the haze. And in St. Louis, you can see the haze there as a student runs on the track. Tonight, Pennsylvania declaring a code red because of the air and the warning in New York. ABC's Alex Perez on the concerns from Chicago all the way east to New York.
4: Tonight, millions of people in major cities being told to stay indoors as smoke from those persistent wildfires burning in Canada overtakes much of the country. So this is Detroit, Michigan. You can typically see downtown from here, but it's just a cloud of smoke over the entire city. The smoke is spreading south and east. Major cities like Detroit, Indianapolis, and Chicago reporting some of the worst readings in the country and the world. Here's what it looked like on EarthCam in Pittsburgh yesterday and now this morning. After New York City saw stunning images like these amid its worst air quality ever earlier this month. Authorities now issuing air quality advisories once again for the state and the city. With nearly 500 fires in Canada expected to burn all summer, New York's governor making the connection to climate change.
2: We are truly the first generation to feel the real effects of climate change, and we're also the last generation to do anything meaningful about it.
4: And David, usually the Chicago skyline would be visible behind me here, but you can see all of that. Sp- here comes the payoff, folks. Always. Oak has just swallowed it up. Now, experts are warning people to limit their time outside and also warning those with health conditions to consider wearing a mask. Yeah! If outdoors. <laughs> yeah.
0: Mask up, people. Lock it down. Stay in your homes. Don't talk the to 95. grandma.
1: Yeah, they're pushing for the masks on this one. I don't know. What's crazy is uh, I don't see anybody in Canada having these problems.
0: Good call, where the fires are allegedly uh, being lit. Yeah. Notice, um, kind of crazy. Have you seen the footage they're showing from these Canadian fires? It's the same stock footage from June 6th. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. In this very clip, they show three different fires from June 6th and June 7th. And that's it. Where's the new fire footage, man? Do you have any footage of what's happening now? Because, based on the time frame, the entire forest must be burnt by now, right? There's no more wood. Am I correct? Like, how yeah, are you guys yeah, still how, burning?
1: No, it's got to stop. Eventually, you hit the coast. <laughs> that's right.
0: Right? What's going on with this smoke, man? Are you, uh, do you think this is legit? Do you think this is a real wildfire and it's just sweeping through the United I don't States? Know.
1: I had a clip, too, but I'm not going to play it. But every day they're talking about it on the news. Then they come in with, like, Chicago's the worst air in the world today. It's like you smoked six cigarettes. (laughs) Fuck is six cigarettes, man.
0: You know what I mean? I mean, like, uh, throughout the day or at one time? No, no, they
1: say the 24-hour period is like you smoking six cigarettes.
0: Oh, all right. I feel like that's what most smokers do in a day it's not too bad
1: six cigarettes no, dude, most smokers are like 15 to 20 a day oh yeah that- <laughs> and yeah and my whole point is you're doing this for two days you know what i mean this is like it's like that weekend you went to, Lollapalooza to smoke. <laughs> That's right. you know what i mean like this isn't like you like i don't know they're, they're making it sound like you're gonna have serious health for the rest of your life you know what i mean health issues
0: well, maybe they're burning something we don't know about, and they're being serious, right? Don't breathe that stuff in, oh, people. Shit. Was Nor- shit. <laughs> Did Norfolk set these fires? That's right, dude. <laughs> I think the Polish were visiting Canada the other day. <laughs> Those damn Polacks! They still had their scuba gear on. <laughs> oh, man, so close to home, I wanted to ask you, how is it? How are you feeling? Are You, you got the... Uh, kind of burning sensation in the eyes, and the lungs are, you know, hurting. I'm always, like, what's going on there? I'm
1: always too high to notice, so.
0: All right, nice. We've got boots on it's the ground a, right
1: there. It's a, little, it's a little hazy, but, I mean, not too bad. I, mean, it's, I don't know. It's not really that bad.
0: Oh, Chicago yeah. air
1: is always bad, so.
0: And that's kind of where my head was at. Uh, every time I visit Chicago, I just look around I'm like, you guys smell that? Does nobody else smell that? <laughs> Is that just the air? Is that what I'm smelling? It's the air, huh? Oh, all right. <laughs> but being real, the burning pine upgrade from
1: dog piss. <laughs> yeah.
0: Or just the general smog of the city, right? You got burning rubber and oil and all this other you crap. you've been on
1: the blue line, that is a smell that will haunt your dreams.
0: <laughs> yes, man. Uh, I, I found it funny. Here in Colorado, when we get the smoke, uh, it's obvious. You know, you smell the difference. In Chicago, I kind of thought it's already a thick air. So once <laughs> it kind of thins out, most people aren't gonna notice. <laughs>
4: no, you know, yeah.
0: <laughs> you didn't luckily uh, get that yellow orange smog they got in New York City. That's the one I think was a little weird. I was watching the footage yeah. from Pittsburgh. Cleveland, Chicago. You know
1: like uh, you know like when the light is just peeking in through your blinds and that's when you can see like your smoke when you blow out the smoke, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. Do you th- do you think this smoke made it to New York and just kind of exposed some weird chemical in the air?
0: <laughs> this is kind of what could have happened. Like what if the smoke showed the people what they're really breathing? You know, like in Colorado we get the smoke, it's just kind of grayish, but that gray smoke turns yellow in New York. That should freak everyone out.
1: So now we know whatever makes you an asshole,
0: it's yellow. It's yellow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get Coldplay up in here. Yeah, man. And uh <laughs> it was a deep cut. It's a deep, deep cut. That was a good one, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I think there's uh, up something it- up with this smoke. I don't think it's legitimately a natural wildfire breezing through... I feel like there's some element of we're smoking the people out.
4: Mm.
1: Mm. Maybe uh, Trudeau is trying to cook some empanadas in secret
0: in the fucking forest. Oh, Oh, that's not not Cuban. (laughs) We covered this. He fell asleep with the cigar in his mouth, man. Come on. (laughs) He loves puffing on a Cubano once in a while. Yeah, eating those empanadas. (laughs) That's
1: right. I don't know if Cubans eat empanadas. I was trying to think what Cuban's eat. Yeah, empanadas,
0: oh, I'm like pretty sure epana- epana- empanadas, what are they? What am I? I'm confusing Empanada. Me. It's yeah, like every banana. Spanish
1: country that's not Mexican eats them.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, I think it's more like Costa Rica or uh, Argentin- Argentinian uh, cuisine. Argentinian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: right. It yeah, is definitely an Argentinian thing. Yeah,
0: it's definitely something Hitler would snack on in his retirement age. No doubt think about think he liked it? Oh, absolutely. He was probably just munching on them day after day, man. We all know Hitler's I figured for him him it'd be too close to that Jewish thing. Oh, (laughs) the holla?
1: I don't know. I could never understand those guys.
0: And we're canceled right then and there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, dude, uh, I don't mean to jump from the weather here. It's just not the most interesting thing to talk about. Uh, I wanted to tell you that you were right.
0: All right, sir.
1: Because I made fun of you and Emma for something that I said is not true. It's never going to really happen. Here we are. One year later, Frank. This is still a big deal.
3: The Hui Fong Sriracha Hot Sauce has been hard to find since last year when its makers (laughs) announced it was in short supply due to the drought in Mexico. Now, we're learning how it's impacting vendors around the state. The LA Times says at one Alhambra market, the hot sauce sells out within a day. When the store gets a new shipment, meantime, in the Bay Area, some desperate sriracha lovers are reportedly stealing the bottles from restaurants. Damn. In a statement, Hoi Fung says, quote, unfortunately, we are still experiencing a shortage of raw material. Although limited production has resumed, we continue to have a limited supply that continues to affect our production, end quote. The company doesn't know when its supply will bounce back. I'm not going to tell anybody. I have a bottle in my fridge.
0: <laughs> oh, get him! I love local news. I, I do too. Love it. <laughs> I have local news as well for later. I, I, it's my favorite. Nothing beats local news.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you were right. It is the the sriracha. Still, uh, still no sriracha.
0: I planted a pepper uh, plant that makes uh, the sriracha peppers for the sriracha sauce. We're gonna make our make it ourselves this year.
1: Uh oh, good for you. Good for you. Have to, I guess.
0: Well yeah, yeah, I'm gonna just sell it on the street corner, you know? Hundred and twenty dollars a bottle. That's what I'm saying. With this kind but of But don't uh, try to don't sell know. it
1: in San Francisco,
0: they just steal it. <laughs> That's my favorite part about that clip. Yeah, I, they wanna brush over everything that has to do with people stealing in the cities here, but uh, they, they can't talk about it because it's just one group of people. <laughs> You know, it,
1: it's but the way they brush past, sriracha's it. even selling for a hundred and twenty dollars a bottle in the Bay Area. They're just stealing it. <laughs> they're just stealing everything in the Bay Area, asshole. That's why everybody left the Bay Area. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're not stealing sriracha because it's that it's that hot of a commodity in in, in the Bay Area. They just steal everything.
0: What's gonna happen to places like San Fran and Southside Chicago, where all these major chains are? not slowly moving out they are like rapidly (laughs) fleeing from the cities you know where are these people gonna get food man it's getting
1: bad did you hear about that takeover on tuesday night i did not yeah see they're not they're like trying to not even talk about it now there was another like 300 teens took over chicago
0: another hey where's uh dj Khaled, please another one (laughs) another one
1: yeah yeah they took it over they they like just they they were uh, dancing on cars. You should see the cars afterwards. And they interviewed this lady who was like, uh, you know, she's a young lady. She's like, I was so afraid. I couldn't leave my apartment. I didn't know what to do. But they were stomping on my car. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's usually <laughs> here people. They have
1: recordings of people calling the police, and the pol- dude. I'm telling you, man. These ladies in the fucking dispatch. ma'am, ma'am, what do you want me to do? (laughs) We'll get there when we get there. We're trying to get people. Like, it's just, they're literally, we're telling them there's nothing we can do.
0: I feel like this is an appropriate situation. You got the hoodlums and the roving gangs of kids stomping on cars and destroying. You could probably go out in the front yard and just blast your shotgun in the air, right? I'm sure a lot of them would scatter away pretty quickly. Oh, oh, blasts in the air. Oh. Yeah, in the air. Like, they used to... Think of the old times, right? You know, uh, what is it? Back to the future. He's <laughs> driving out. getting. <laughs> he runs out after the DeLorean. He blasts his shotgun in the air, you know? Like, it's it's what you gotta do, man. Blasting the shotgun in the air.
1: Ah, I would just start shooting. You shouldn't the, be allowed to just start shooting these well, people.
0: Well, I was just... As I was saying it, I was thinking, too, in Chicago, I mean, you're probably setting yourself up for a gunfight the second you bust out a little heat like that. You know, like everybody oh, else there is, was reports of shots fired. People in the crowd are probably yeah. packing. They're just <laughs> going to fire right back at you.
1: Oh, they're shooting at each other. What do you think they're going to do to you? <laughs> they, they showed up together. That's what them playing is shooting each other.
0: Imagine this roving gang of... Numbskulls ends up like right in front of your house. What do you do, right? And then the cops aren't coming when you're on the phone with them. And then people on the left and the Democrats don't understand why homeowners think they need to arm themselves and have assault weapons.
1: It's so scary because we're playing a game right now with people's lives because we're just so lucky these guys haven't turned yet.
0: Which and guys? I mean, you're talking about these um, uh, these teens that are roaming? Mobs. Yeah. No, no. This yeah.
1: is a, this is a mob. And when mobs form, just the, that's when the worst shit happens.
0: You know? Absolutely, man. And these are not good mobs. I mean, we saw, how many oh, times? They're not like
1: the patriots that peacefully <laughs> stormed the Capitol. That's right, dude. <laughs> no, this is a real menace to society, Frank. <laughs>
0: It's just the images. If I know a lot of people don't see them. They get reported on the local Chicago news stations, but they never reach the national uh, syndicates. And it's uh, s- simply because it is completely against the narrative of the left. They, they have to keep pushing this idea that it's white dudes in the suburbs who are violent against black people. And so there's no way we could show the imagery of 100 black kids just totally rampaging the streets and destroying property.
1: Plus, your narrative is that the system is oppressing you, and here's video after video of the system not only not oppressing you, but when they should be restraining you, they're not. There's cops literally just standing there, their hands are tied, they can't do anything to you, and you're just running amok. That is
0: literally (laughs) the opposite of being oppressed. The last incident we covered about a month ago, in the report they talked about how the cops didn't do anything to stop the mob. They were just helping escort the people visiting the Bean downtown at the Millennium Park. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, we're not going to stop the violence. We're just going to get you out of the way you know, of the oh, violence. What do we look like? <laughs> we're,
1: we're not the Marines. We're on a recovery mission here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, almost, have ammunition for you guys?
0: almost need military to stop this kind of stuff, man. I forgot who. Uh, oh,
1: dude, it's a really, it's a really good uh, piece of the episode. Joe Rogan and um, Enrique Iglesias. Not Enrique Iglesias.
0: No, uh, Gabriel uh, Iglesias. Gabriel, yes, yeah. I, I was actually. Um, I have some free time. I'm going to listen to it this weekend, no doubt.
1: Dude, you hear the sadness in their voices when they talk about San Francisco and California, and yeah, they they like go on this like kind of rant like. They kind of just go in this discussion about, like, uh, San Francisco is done. You hit the point now where now they're, they're having a deficit in their budget that's so big that you don't even have enough money to keep running. How are you going to find the money to fix the problems?
0: How are you going to dish out the five mil to every black resident oh, for the reparations you just agreed to? <laughs> Good luck with that, man.
1: Yeah, that's a joke. But, I mean, really, really, it's like, and one of the things that uh, Iglesias, what's his name, Enrique?
0: Oh, no. I'm gonna go with Gabriel Iglesias. Gabriel, uh, <laughs> <what> are... <laughs> They're all Iglesias. It, it's okay. You could just say Iglesias. Iglesias. yeah. And I could uh, be, your be your hero, babe. That's what I keep thinking of. I you know. I know where you're at. My mind is on the mole. <laughs> <laughs> remember how that was a thing back in the 90s? The mole? Yeah, well, Cindy Crawford had her, like, a uh, beauty mark mole. Remember that, yeah. bad boy? That was... Oh, I... do I remember? Come on, man. Very well. Known. Now, all the celebrities are perfect. There's nothing, no blemish, nothing, man.
1: Well, they are the plastic surgeon's idea of perfect.
0: Yeah, well, I credit it 100% to Korean foreskins. I think we all know the reason why every celebrity is perfect. It's because they're injecting Korean foreskins into their skin.
1: Sounds about right. And Sounds if you don't believe
0: right. me, Mike uh, is the one who informed us via Ellen and Sandra Bullock. So
1: it's a real deal. Oh, I thought that was Angelina Jolie. Yeah, Sandra Bullock. Oh, it was Sandra. I think it was Sandra. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Was it? Yeah.
0: They're all crazy. Dude, they're all doing the adrenochrome, man. This is that they used the joke for Korean foreskins to just publicly admit that they're using adrenochrome. Well,
1: pieces of Koreans.
0: Right. But, you know, if you're snipping away some foreskin, you're catching a young dude in a state of fear and emotional distress. (laughs) So you're getting that adrenochrome, baby. Oh,
4: yeah,
1: that's probably as good as it gets.
0: Oh, dude, fresh out of the womb, you snip the dong, dude? Yeah, that's the fear of God, man, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Inject that sucker into Angelina's face. Fresh fear, because
1: you don't even know what fear is. You haven't been alive long enough to know it. This is your first, you're a fear virgin.
0: I don't know if I sent it to you, I think I did. I sent it to Emma as well. Uh, there was a clip floating around Twitter. It was from Russian TV, actually, and it was a uh, Russian news guy breaking down uh, the adrenochrome craze in America and how all the celebrities are using it and all the politicians are using it. And he, he actually plays the clip from Ellen and Sandra Bullock. And, wow. and, uh, and they're talking about the adrenochrome. And the guy goes on to uh, make a, fan, like, a fantastic connection, which I never put together. Um, apparently, an effect, a side effect of taking the adrenochrome is you get a you get black circles around your eyes. And all these celebrities, there's all these pictures of people with black eyes, very famous, very wealthy. We're talking billionaires. Uh we're talking King Charles, uh Robert Downey Jr, um J- uh, Bill Clinton, uh, everybody, right? The whole spectrum. All these famous people, the black eye. There's lots of pictures of them and all the speculation I saw on the conspiracy threads for years was that it was an initiation of the Illuminati or some sort of the high-ranking, you know, official punches the lower-ranking guy in the face or whatever, and none of that really ever made sense to me. But seeing this and, under, you know, the uh, side effect of the adrenochrome, the black eyes, that seems a lot more plausible, to be totally honest. Mm. Found that to be pretty... Fascinating I don't and know, man, I'm you looking know. at these pictures. They
1: seem pretty doctored.
0: You mean the uh celebrities with the black eyes? The,
1: yeah, the uh, adrenochrome.
0: Well the black eye photographs are legit all the ones I've seen are when they're being interviewed on the tonight show or they're you know at some you know, soiree, you know, taking pictures with the paparazzi and they got the little black eye action. Hmm. It's interesting. I find that to be uh, a twist that I never considered. And, oh, they're
1: trying to say Mike Pence got it? Nah, I don't believe it.
0: Oh, Pence, I think if you are, uh, look at all these people, man. Once you're in power and they, they show you that little vial of adrenochrome, they're like, yeah, man, you can be like 10 years younger. you think Mike Pence wants to be younger? <laughs> I don't know what. Mike Pence, <laughs> so there's a conspiracy. It's one of my favorites, top three. Uh, it was out there when, back when they were running uh, in 2016. Uh, A lot of pictures floating around where Mike Pence and his wife look oddly very similar, like almost like Mike Pence's (laughs) wife is like Mike Pence with a wig, basically. And so there was this theory that Mike Pence uh, and his wife were like from the future. And uh, in the future, all humans are androgynous. And, uh, you know, (laughs) so they all look the same. (laughs) (laughs) I I liked that one. (laughs) very silly
1: (laughs) it could be but i find that very hard to believe in the future we will still be man and woman it's the countries that decide we're androgynous, whatever, that crumble, those empires fall.
0: Do you see, you see the, the video of Russia? Uh, it was on Twitter, and there was like all these people celebrating, and it was just gorgeous women everywhere?
1: Yeah, real women.
0: Real women, and like thin. Everybody was thin. Oh,
1: yeah, they're starving. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they,
0: got no, they got no food. No, nah, that's
1: not true. I mean, they're probably fine. No, they don't they eat just,
0: um GMOs in all their They just uh, don't have the excess we have. Yeah, well, I did think... Do
1: you see what they did, though, with all the American companies?
0: In Russia, you mean? I mean, uh, didn't McDonald's leave Russia? They... Made a whole fuss about it, and KFC yes. got out of there, and
1: all of them, all of them—the stores, the restaurants, the fast food—they all decided, "Oh, we're gonna boycott Russia." <laughs> Best thing that happened for them. And then Putin said, "You're gonna go fine," and they seized all of their assets, and he just—they just found managers, and now McDonald's became, uh, you know, McRusky, and <laughs> it's the, you know, it's now the Big Rusky instead of the Big Mac. Like they, but it's all the same shit, you know.
0: Yeah, Russia definitely won on this whole deal, I feel like. Uh. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what? They probably looked around, and they're like, all
1: your food's coming from China anyways. So we can still get the same ingredients, the same wrappers.
0: Dude, and again, I can't stress this enough. Russia, way better off, health-wise, just getting rid of McDonald's. Just get it out of there. Can you imagine the Dude. change in our country if we banned fast food? <laughs>
1: Oh Jesus. I thought about that like the other day. Fast food and porn would probably just
0: man. I'm shocked at how frequently people I uh see at work consume fast food. It it is um disturbing. I, I like I, I I do it every day. I don't think that food was ever meant to be consumed every day and it should um disturb anybody yeah. that 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 became commonplace because there are the food is so saturated in chemicals and just insane ingredients that shouldn't be consumed by people. And like, I think people are eating it more than once a day. Oh yeah. I'm one of them. And that's, man, I think that is a, uh, the reason why America is in the way it is. It's different for people who are working on their feet. And I've always believed this. Uh, if you're burning the calories, and you're... Nah, you're not burning them. Dude, I should be at least 40 pounds lighter. If you're doing physical work, you're saving yourself on some level. If you are just consuming that stuff, and you work at a desk job, you're doomed, man.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, then you look like the average Chicago
0: would <laughs> Exactly, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I've just been uh pretty fascinated uh, lately with, like, the lines of cars at lunch at all the fast food joints, and the... Uh, the people uh, eating, you know, Big Macs and Whoppers for lunch. You, you, could, you could probably just skip lunch. <laughs> Honestly, you'd be better yeah, off. You'd yeah. be better off skipping lunch and drinking some water. I think what just what kills me is on a
1: daily basis how many people I see that can barely walk. And it's, it's clearly just because of their weight. And it just makes you wonder, like, how did you, how did you get to that point? <laughs> Well, you you know, the food, man,
0: our food is garbage and
1: it's more than food, man. It's just we we have no
0: fucking self-control, no willpower. Maybe it is self-control. Self-control is a great call. Actually, that
1: incorporates the Russians had McDonald's. You know what they didn't do is go eat four Big Macs. You don't understand, man. When you go to the South Side, go go to the South Side Chicago, go to McDonald's these motherfuckers are ordering two meals for themselves. <laughs>
0: no, dude, no, don't tell me I'm not,
1: Dude, I'm not even joking, man. It is not uncommon to be like, you'll hear like, yeah, I'm going to take that number nine and the number three, and that second drink, I want to swap that out for McFlurry. Wow. I'm not even joking, dude. It's like this, it's... <laughs> and then when you go to the south side, all of them do it. They put way more salt on the fries.
0: No, they add salt? Boy. Oh, God.
1: Dude, (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. I mean like a McDonald's will give you fries way more salted on the south side than the north side. And then on the south side, not only is everything saltier, they give you packets of salt automatically in your bag.
0: I love these liberals on the south, on the north side. Oh, uh, we're going to eat McDonald's, but... Not too much salt, please. (laughs) (laughs) get off your fucking high horse, man. We don't salt it like those cretins down in the south side, man.
1: Was that cow killed
0: ethically? (laughs) It's a free-range whopper, ma'am. Here you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I want the cow to have been killed by somebody he didn't see coming. (laughs) Give me that ninja steak. (laughs)
0: Oh man, that's uh, that's an interesting concept right there. We're gonna oversalt down south from oh, minorities dude, I, here. I, It blows my mind, dude. I go to these areas and I'm like, I wonder if they realize
1: like how different they get it.
0: I'm gonna say this, and I know this will come out slightly um, inappropriate, but uh, I believe the reason the the fries are salted heavier in the south side is because culturally speaking. Uh, the black folk are always asking for more salt, so they probably just, as a, you know, they cater to... No, no, it's
1: because the people cooking the shit at the South Side are black. I- the, the blacks from the South Side, and they're they're fucking salting it to taste.
0: I'm not making this know? up, though. It's the number one complaint with the the white cooks is they don't use enough seasoning. I know this for a fact, and so uh, I'm pretty sure if you're getting we the We also over- don't have price. as much
1: diabetes.
0: I'm just saying... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe you uh, so guys the complaining. Take note.
0: <clears throat> <laughs> but I do find it interesting, and I think it's just culturally based. And you know, over the years of the constant, you know, this needs more salt. Oh, how
1: did we forget? Yeah, uh, 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 Colin Kaepernick taught us this in his fucking That's special program. That's what I'm talking remember? about.
0: Yes, exactly. He was adopted
1: by a white family, so even though he grew up eating nothing but white people's food, it instinctually needed more salt. <laughs> He had to salt it his whole life. His mom's food was
0: never salty enough. (laughs) It was in his blood. (laughs) Oh, man, it's the truth. And Colin's right. There's just such a clear divide between white America and black America, which is why today's... Oh, man,
1: here's a good good question. Who do you think comes back first, Colin Kaepernick
0: or the writers? (laughs) Wow. It's got to be the writers because that's the only way Colin comes back. He needs the writers. <laughs>
1: oh. Oh, OK. what's he going to compare to slavery this time?: that's what I'm saying.
0: He had- Like he probably needed a team of writers to write that documentary about him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, it took four people just to find that black outfit.
1: <laughs> Do the fucking hair. The afro.
0: Oh man. Well look, uh, I'm all about um, unity with the cultures, and I, uh, I believe we come from a time long forgotten now where uh, we were judged on our character and our morals and how we treated people, and it didn't really matter, you know, what our ethnicity was or our religious beliefs or our gender. You know, it was a golden era, if you will. Uh, well, people are up in arms now, Mike. I, did you catch the news today? I was...
1: Very happy to see this.
0: I thought you would be. uh, This is the breaking news of today major breaking news out of the Supreme Court. In a blockbuster opinion, the court
2: outlawed affirmative action in college admissions. That means that universities can no longer consider race when looking at applications. It was a 6-3 decision written by Chief Justice John Roberts, and that ruling overturned almost 50 years of precedent. Now universities and colleges are <laughs> scrambling to revisit and revive... Now we just existing. need to apply
1: this for selecting our vice president and... <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and our, our transportation secretary.
0: Can we just apply this now to everything? Can we go back to, to the way it was? I think this is really good news for our culture. And Did I you think- hear
1: the Clarence what happened with Clarence Thomas? <laughs> no. So they're saying Clarence Thomas, but how could he? As a black man, he profited. He gained off of affirmative action. He wouldn't be where he is without affirmative action. And his whole argument was, I can't sit here without somebody saying he didn't get there without affirmative action. (laughs) (laughs) So, So affirmative action has taken away from all of my achievements. Yes. Right? Wow. and Like, you guys are proving his fucking point. You're proving his point. He literally said affirmative action made it so everybody looks at me as an affirmative action judge. Every job I've ever got, the school I get into, I don't know if it was me that did it or was it just because I'm black that they had to bring me in. You know what I mean? Yes. So that's why I want to get rid of this. And now you people are saying, you you wouldn't even be there without affirmative
0: action. (laughs) Yes, man. (laughs) <laughs> it's ins- you know you know what I mean, dude. The
1: left is having a real hard time, uh, just like selling their narratives with these guys.
0: Uh, I have to say, I uh, was reading into this, and dude, <laughs> you are c- totally correct. They cannot handle that. You know, you have a. <laughs> Who's the new one they voted in? Katanji Brown. She had to. Uh, yes. She wasn't able to vote on this, I believe. Be- oh, really? Because they came to
1: the court for it before her.
0: It was based on a a case through Harvard, and I think she was on the board at Harvard. Mm. And oh, uh,
1: conflict of interest, huh?
0: Here's um. So I was reading into it because you'd be hard pressed to get any good actual info uh, from from the news uh, from the TV sources, but. Uh, on AP, they interviewed uh, John Roberts, or they, they read some of his statement, and uh, he, he said that, and this is a quote, he said, uh, for, for too long, u- universities have concluded wrongly that the touchstone of an individual's identity is not challenges bested, skills built, or lessons learned, but the color of their skin. Our constitutional history does not tolerate that choice.
1: Absolutely.
0: Absolutely Spot on, man. I think that's yeah. right on the money. How do people disagree with
1: that? I remember this really crazy guy once said he wanted his kids to be judged by the merit of their character. Yes. <laughs> Not by the color of their skin. I don't know. I don't know. He he,
0: he was a little out there, you know. He was a wild a card. Absolutely. <laughs> a little Hitler esque, if you ask me. Uh okay. Katanji Brown Jackson said it was truly a tragedy for us all, and that uh she she was here's my
1: problem. nobody's pushing back. why Katanji? well, because this means not as many black black boys and girls will get into college. Are you saying they're dumber than the rest?
0: yeah, thank you i
1: so you so you're telling me that black kids are dumber than white kids, so they need this to get it oh no, 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 it's because of the racial biases in the admittance process. There is literally a diversity and inclusion fucking a diversion, equity and inclusion officer in every school making two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year. Their only job is to make sure that you are not excluded because you're black. So <laughs> what's your excuse now? We've gone so far out of our way to make sure that you can get in regardless of your color is skin. So why do you also need this boost to make sure you get it? You know what I mean? It's like, yes, you, you, You can't have it both ways here. Are they too stupid to get? And then, if you're too stupid to get in without affirmative action, you shouldn't be there. There's one of the biggest downfalls that nobody wants to talk about about affirmative action is all it did was really it increased the rate of dropouts amongst the black and Latino communities.
0: That's rough, man. That's a
1: rough stat. It it is, but it's the truth. You you just let people. If you just said, "Listen, we got every college has to be 15 percent Italians." Holy shit, I'm going to Harvard. I guarantee yes. you I'm going to drop out, because I'm, no, I'm not smart enough right. to be there. I'm a plumber.
0: Absolutely, man.
1: You know what I mean? But I'm going to give it a try. Fuck it.
0: Dude. <laughs> Clarence Thomas, a black man, uh, on the Supreme Court. Uh, Uncle Tom, according to the law. Exactly. List. This is why I love that th- this decision <laughs> is so f- kind of funny in so many ways, because... They're obsessed with calling black dudes uh, white supremacists, you know, they're like really into that whole thing. And they're they're pretty close to always calling that uh, Clarence Thomas that. Uh, And he he wrote, um, what is this here? That uh, the decision sees the university's admissions policies for what they are, rudderless, race- based preferences designed to ensure a particular racial mix in their entering classes yes that's it man they're checking boxes dude and i want everybody to just take a look back now over the last 20 30 years with all this affirmative action are we better did we improve are our universities places where ideas and innovation is occurring are we are we smarter
1: as a society have we progressed you know, technology. No, we haven't fucking made a new phone since Steve Jobs died. You know it's just gotten bigger and thinner.
0: We're so retarded. We got the Dude Man podcast going on here. You know what I mean? Like Dude Man. That's how dumb we are. <laughs> Couldn't even give it a real name. That's all we got. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad for me. I think I think we're heading in the right direction, man. You know what I mean? Uh, say what you want about Donald Trump. Taking over the Supreme Court. Beating Hillary was amazing because it gave you two judges,
0: you know? This ended up being a positive in the long run. I still got more to the clip. You want to dig in a little bit? Uh,
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. practices and policies. NBC News correspondent Julia Ainsley joins us now from just outside the Supreme Court there in Washington. Julia, I know you've been following this case from the beginning and let's be clear, this is a big deal. This is the most significant decision half a century on the use of race in college admissions. It affects lots of families. Tell us what this actually means in terms of kids who are applying to college. Yeah, you're right. Well, it's a huge decision. Affirmative action as we know it has ended. That means for college applicants, they will no longer be applying to a college where the college sees on a piece of paper their race. Now, what Justice Roberts did say in his majority opinion, though, was that. They should feel free. Applicants should feel free to talk about how race has impacted their lives. He says, if it has been a matter of it, uh, it has been
0: discriminated. Do you notice what I quoted Justice Roberts as saying versus <laughs> yeah. what she's quoting Justice. Like, what? No, man, you, you cherry picked something out of there. And I didn't cherry pick my quote. I went straight to the Associated Press. OK, so I mean, like it's out there for everybody. It, That's what he wrote. No, you're going to talk about how he's like, oh, no, talk about your race, please. We really encourage it. (laughs) Please. But we're just not going to pick you for it. It's unreal, yeah. man. This really is. I think this is a very positive move in, in the right direction. Uh, I see and feel the pendulum swinging the other way. This is, might be the end of woke, man. We have the writer strike ongoing forever. That's right. I reminded you again. You have still forgotten. <laughs> uh, you know, like I. Oh, you know
1: who's giving? You know, gave me a little tear to the eye. You know what the big, Who's the biggest push? for flip phones and non-smartphones right now i'm excited it's kids under 18 it's like this new generation that's coming up dude they don't want this shit they don't want the social media they don't want any of it i think they see what it did to everybody else plus it's like dude now that fucking instagrammer or whatever you're 30 40 years old Nothing is less cool to a kid than a 30-year-old.
0: Exactly, man.
1: You know what I mean? Unless you're LeBron James. (laughs) And I don't
0: even know about that anymore, but uh, (sighs) you are right on the money. I did read about how the kids are going to the flip phones or turning away from the phones. I was on a jog yesterday, and there was a a pack of dudes, young fellas. They were uh, cruising around on various... Uh, wheeled instruments, bicycles, one-wheeled bicycles, tricycles, scooters. You know, it's just a whole group of them, and uh, I'm running up towards where they are, and they're slowly cruising. And then, uh, as I'm getting uh, approaching them, we're uh, we, we as a group start to cross the road, and one of the kids jumps off his scooter and, and starts putting his hands up to stop traffic so all of us could pass through. <laughs> I thought it was yeah. adorable. Uh, I loved it. He like practically waved me on to run through, and I smiled and waved to the guys. They were nice young fellas, and as I continued forth, I turned and noticed not one cell phone. Yeah, oh, good. Bunch of kids hanging out on their bikes, hang, you know, having a good time, yeah. being nice to other c- citizens, you know, exercising and doing their thing. I, I was actually very pleased with my mini encounter with a group of local kids. I like I feel like 10 years ago, I don't know. I don't know what I would have encountered. Probably the same thing, right? Kids are kids, kids. are always all right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 I, uh, I had just watched uh, my buddy's uh, boys a f- couple weeks ago, I-, I recall telling you about it, uh, and I was thinking about how serious kids are all the time. You ever notice how serious they are?
1: I try not to notice kids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they take things very seriously.
1: They're not, trust me, I'm in these schools all day, every day, they're not taking anything serious, right?
0: No, I think kids take. Anything I think they take their not imaginations and their little worlds very uh. seriously. And I, I just recall uh. Uh, thinking about that when I was uh, babysitting the boys, and when I was crossing that street, the seriousness and the sternness of the young man holding up the traffic with his arms. I, I just got the biggest kick out of it. I, I thought it was absolutely just the greatest thing, man. You know, he was he was he yeah. was protecting everybody walking the crosswalk. It's good times. Well, speaking
1: of good times, we are uh, coming to the end. I know, I've and, completed
0: uh, a full hour where you have uh, hated everything I have talked about.
1: <laughs> no, hold on, man, before we go, I really wanted to play something before we finish the episode. All right. It's, uh, we talked about it in the last episode, and I was talking about David Goggins carrying the boat. That's right. And I finally found
0: the clip of him explaining carrying the boat. All right, we could do it in the next episode if you want. We could start the next episode. I guess. It's up to you. Your kid's story took too long. Oh, my God. (laughs) This episode went exactly the way I thought it would. I had the worst day today, of course. I know, me too. And I, like, I can't even, Mike, next episode, do me a favor. Every time you're about to say nah or no, say yeah. All right? Yeah. You got me on that yeah. one? Yeah. All well, right. I come
1: up with a good theory, and I'm fucking,
0: yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to teach you a lesson about improv, but the key to improv is saying yes. <laughs> I know. Yes, when yes you and. you say no. Yes you can going
1: to fucking teach me yes, and, Frank? When you- when What, is this day
0: one? You just spend an hour saying <laughs> no, nah, meh, and uh, I don't know, whatever. That was how the whole episode. The, you know how you hard it talking about the weather for
1: 45 minutes. You know how man, hard it what is, what is
0: what to talk to somebody when they're going, All
1: right, well- Something, uh, thrill me.